Well, good afternoon, I think it is now, everybody. Um, my name is Nick Way. I'm I'm the uh, Director of Brand Marketing with Home Helpers Home Care, and um, I'm pleased to be able to spend some time today with a gentleman uh, named Michael Gonzalez. Uh, Michael was a franchisee with Home Helpers for 15 years, and um, just wanted to, you know, I asked if I could spend some time to pick his brain and kind of learn what brought him to the opportunity, what were some key aspects of the opportunity and, and, and franchise ownership and what he's doing with his time now. And our and our goal in this is to really, you know, share with you just, uh, you know, from someone who's done it, their experiences and, and see where, you know, if maybe it can help you in your discovery journey as well. So, Michael, appreciate you being with us. And um, please share with us, you know, what where was your agency and and uh, located at? Yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, we are in the suburbs of Chicago. I was born and raised here. This is home. Uh, so we're in the western suburbs. Uh, our headquarters was on Downers Grove. And that's um, that's where we're at. Awesome. Okay. Well, you know, it's always interesting. I, I used to work with uh, franchise candidates when they were exploring the opportunity. And, it, you know, one of the things that really stands about, out about this opportunity, for me at least, is that you don't have to have any certain background. You know, you can really come in with the drive to run this business and be successful. But with that in mind, you know, can you share a little bit about your journey? What brought you to the point prior to your purchase of a, of a franchise as far as uh, what started the process to looking into business ownership and your professional career, et cetera? Sure. Well, back in uh, 2005, I was married. And two two years later, uh, I we... Before having kids, we were, um, I was at DePaul University, one of the local universities here in the city. I was working as an assistant director for the undergraduate business school. Uh, my tra career trajectory was in motion. It was a very nice, you know, working environment. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I was at working uh, with the business school and at the same time pursuing my master's degree uh, in history. Uh, my, my goal was to also, uh, besides working full-time, was to pick up uh, part-time adjunct faculty at a community college teaching history, because that was my dream job. Uh, so we were, uh, in 2007, two years after getting married, is when uh, that entrepreneurial bug was still in me, uh, which started in college. And I just started to I didn't know exactly what kind of business I wanted to do, uh, but I, I had that bug and I would, you know, look into things. I was very open to it, but at the same time, I was pursuing my master's. And so that was sort of what brought me to the point right before uh, discovering Home Helpers. Awesome. And, and um, you know, as you were exploring opportunities in, into various industries, uh, I first should ask: Were there other industries you were looking at prior to home care, um, or how'd you how'd you get to that point of sure. deciding on home care? So right before home helpers actually um, came to light, I was uh, dabbling into uh, creating a website that would get professionals together in the, in the Chicagoland area. So establishing networking events, I was dabbling into that. Maybe. Uh, a website that people can log into and look at restaurants and uh, or or civic life that would you know 
that professionals would be interested in. But that was just a thought. Uh, but at, at that time, my grandmother was uh, began to progress in her uh, diabetes. Uh, we were, I would take her to dialysis and sit with her for three hours. Um, my mother was her full-time caregiver um, along with my aunt, my, my aunt. Uh, so, and in her dementia with us, without us knowing or understanding what dementia was really, we did know that her memory started, was starting to go. So it was a kind of a, a very, you know, I love my grandmother. She was a, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, person in her own right. Uh, and she did it out of survival. Uh, coming from Guatemala here to the States. Um, and so this lady of small stature, you know, who <laughs> was able to make it in business in the United States without even knowing English that well. Awesome. Uh, my other grandmother, another inspiration, another lady that ha was an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur. And um, so it was really the, uh, it was really my grandmother that led me, her decline is what led me to, uh, to the home care industry because we were trying to figure out how can we get additional support and services for my mother. And that's when I came across an article uh, of, about home helpers and about home care in, in, in general. So it was kind of her decline that led me to home care. And it was her life that inspired me to take that leap of faith and said, if she can do it, I know I can do it. And that's kind of how it started. Very interesting. Um, you know, and it's uh, you came across. So you came across the brand pretty quickly, the Home Helpers brand, as you were doing the research. And, um, and I know that's not always the case for some of the folks that might be listening to this. But, you know, as you were going through the decision of, of franchising or opening your own business, you know, what was that thought process like and what led you to eventually choose Home Helpers? Yeah. So at DePaul, I, I would take my lunch break in the library. And so, and I would pick up Entrepreneur Magazine just to get some ideas as to what kind of business would I be interested in. And at the same time, this personal life thing with my grandmother was going on. So they're both coming at the same time, this sort of synergy that then led me to open up a page in the Entrepreneur Magazine about a gentleman named Adam Brown, who was a franchisee of Home Helpers. And I really related to him uh, in many ways. First of all, I, I'm reading that he was 27. He was a cop, so he didn't have healthcare background. And within three years, under the Home Helpers brand, he's doing very well. I remember him standing, you know, in front of his building uh, and with the Home Helper sign. And that image, I don't know, just it was so inspiring to me. I was 28 at the time. So we were, you know, both at the same same age. We both didn't have uh, home care uh, or health care background. And he did it. So with the Home Helpers brand. So that's really what led me to Home Helpers. I, and I didn't really seek out other franchises. I mean, I'll be honest, back, putting things in perspective, back in 2007, the Home Helpers website that I logged on to wasn't that great. I mean, there was nothing to home, it was nothing to write home about. But I still remembered Adam Brown. He was doing well. So I went to the corporate visit just to, just to learn more about Home Helpers. My wife and I drove to Cincinnati. And the CEO at the time 
uh, he, he he really he, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. He, he was obviously successful, uh, very charismatic, but he was very um, I, I can tell that he knew marketing. And that's one thing that I did do in my little bit of a career that I had at that time uh, that I I did marketing. So I knew about marketing and the way he spoke about marketing really uh, gave me confidence that he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, this is, this is something good here. But again, the clincher for me to choose home helpers was still hearing a story like Adam Brown, an actual franchisee walking the walk, talking the talk and being successful. And so, uh, that's, that was really the clincher to, to read his story in that magazine. And again, with, you know, with my grandmother's stories and seeing that someone like Adam Brown doing it, that's kind of what led me to go go all the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and and I can identify with that as I was helping candidates uh, when I was, you know, and I can understand it. You, you know, that validation of of whether it's the case of you reading about and seeing Adam Brown or reaching out and talking with franchisees, it's an important part because that proves it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's replicable. And, um, so I can see that being a really important part of informing your decision. So, you know, so let's talk about now you made the decision, you awarded your franchise, you're running it. And, um, you know, what were, what were some of your favorite aspects of running this type of business? Uh, yes. So the first thing was the challenge of, of running a business and of home care before, as I was deciding to go this route, I envisioned myself walking into doctor's offices, uh, networking at the chamber of commerce, walking into a living room with a family there to, and, and, and me articulating how I can help them with their most precious possession, which is their loved ones. And I envisioned all this, and I felt like I had at least the necessary skill sets to do well. Um, when I actually started, it was just a challenge. I heard all the stories about how people can fail. You know, three years in, there's a high failure rate. In fact, there's a high failure rate 10 years in, which I didn't, I didn't realize. Uh, so is there a risk? Uh, absolutely. Uh, but for me, I had to take a loan out to get started. And for me, it was just making sure that I can at least, am I good enough to at least make enough to pay back the loans? And if I can just pay back the loans and if I failed, well, at least no one got harmed, everyone got their money back. And um, at least I gave it a shot and I could live with no regrets. Uh, luckily it, it turned out better than that, but uh, the challenge was great. I mean, this business will challenge you, any business, but definitely home care. And the second thing I would say is once you start to grow and be part of the community, one thing I do, I do kind of miss three months out is just giving back to um, causes that are important to me, you know, just with my faith belief system, you know, helping those that are vulnerable, the poor uh, people are, that are struggling. Um, you know, I was a board member, the board member of two or not-for-profit organizations that I was able to sponsor and help with fundraising and donate and uh, provide, uh, if, you know, provide advice. Uh, those are things that I really enjoyed. 
is once you kind of reach a certain level of success is giving back. Um, and I think the third thing as you start to scale even further is creating jobs like good salaries, benefits for for people who are taking care of you and your company while you're able to then exit a little bit of the day to day and enjoy your own life. And that's further down the road. But uh, every stage of growth, um, there's always something that you can count your blessings on from my experience. Yeah, I've, I've heard it often said, you mentioned, you know, creating jobs and dealing with clients and working, you know, with referrals, being in the community. You know, I've heard several people say that, that this is a this is a people business. Mm -hmm. you know, and of anything, you need to understand and you need to appreciate and want to work with people. Any thoughts you'd want to expand on that? Uh, yeah, so this is part of in the envisioning part when when you're going through the process of okay, I found an industry, I'm intrigued. What what is it going to take? Do I have the necessary skill sets? So when I was envisioning home care, again, it was walking to doctor's offices, into living rooms, into interviews, and you're selling everybody to work with you, clients to work with you, the caregivers to be an employee for you referral partners to refer their patients over to you. So you have to ask yourself, do I have the necessary skill sets of building relationships? I did, and I and I believe that I had enough personality. But I'll be honest, there's other people that I've met that maybe aren't people, people people's persons, but they have some partner that is. And so you have someone who's coming in with you that will take care of that portion, you know, it, it's not, it's not all on you specifically, you have to have a plan, though, everyone needs to know their strengths. And in this business in particular, but of course, in all businesses, anybody, everyone has a talent, and that talent is needed, in some aspect of your of running your business. So if you're strong in something, just identify what you're strong in. If you're weak in something, Make sure you you you're going to hire out for that person. Understood. And and um, you know on along those lines, you know it's one of the things I've also heard as far as relating it to the franchise model is that you know what franchising does is it it helps you build on your strengths and also helps supplement those those uh, those areas of opportunity. So you know what were some of the ways that you you know benefited from the relationship as you were building your business, running your business, uh, the, us as a franchise or home helpers? Sure. Well, and I'll, I'll just go back from the beginning. The reason I chose a franchise from the beginning was I only had, I mean, for me in particular, I don't come from a family with deep pockets. I didn't have deep pockets. I was 28 years old. I didn't have, I had a very little, you know, retirement nest egg, um, so I, I, I like the franchise idea because I only had one shot at this in my mind. I, if I'm going to put everything in this and if it fails, I don't know if I'll ever start another business. So I didn't have room for error. I didn't have room to fail. I mean, I, or, you know, um, I had to, I wanted to go in with a partner. And so that's what I was hoping to get going into going in as a franchise. And luckily it worked out uh, when I what was great about home helpers throughout the, you know, the 15 years was one, it provides us lots of platforms, national conferences, 
uh, regional meetings. Uh, we get our consultants that come and visit us in person or as a group in our regional areas. All these different platforms allowed us franchisees to get in front of other franchisees throughout the system and throughout the country to learn best practices. Uh, so that was huge to have access to all these business owners that are doing exactly what you're doing instead of reinventing the wheel, just learn quickly. Uh, so that was a huge benefit is the platforms. The second thing I would say that Home Helpers provided was there was always a crisis in the world. Uh, you know, I remember just certain presidents were elected and they were saying, you know, healthcare is going to be uh, expensive or whatever. And we overcame that and we overcame all sorts of legislation and we came, overcame all sorts of things. But the pandemic uh, recently, uh, home helpers really came through for us, allowed us to, they were, the leadership was doing the work about what less legislation was coming out to support business owners and support us in home care. Uh, us being in the front lines, we didn't get to go home, work remotely. We were in the in a room with someone coughing with COVID <laughs> and there's no mask available. Uh, so that was our world in the front lines. But having that partner again, because we don't have time to investigate, we don't have time to research, uh, but that's what the leadership definitely gave is, okay, let's all get together once a month and let's talk about how we can support all of you. And they did. And they all, and we all, uh, I, I know a lot of franchisees and myself, we really are grateful for that time. So the communication has always been strong. Uh, third, forward thinking leadership. I realized that from the beginning, from our, from the previous CEO, when I first um, started to the, the president to this very day, uh, very forward thinking leadership. So I'm very happy that uh, we lucked out with strong leadership. And lastly, I would say um, our number one referral sources, meaning where we receive our clientele leads that turns into actual business comes from our neighboring franchise, uh, home helper franchisees. Uh, so I, when I pull up the, uh, the software of our number one referral source, it's the other home helper owners. Why? Because we work together. We're in close proximity. We're helping each other uh, improve the brand in our local area. And that benefits everyone. Uh, the office next to me, their marketing efforts spills over to me getting leads. And same with me. All my marketing efforts, not only do I benefit, but then I, I am able to pass on leads to my neighbors uh, because of the way we're all uh, situated here in the suburbs. Yeah, it really sounds it really sounds like a big benefit. I mean, you know, that it's not just what the franchisor provides you. It is that network of, you know, other individuals running their own businesses, but really rooting for each other and helping each other out, whether it be marketing or best practices, et cetera. Right. Well, yeah. great. Well, for, for folks listening that are in that discovery phase, if you, you know, as you think back and you had the dream, so to speak, and you knew you wanted to own a business, um, what advice do you have, you know, for them in that current stage as they look to make this very important life decision? Great question. I would say first, if you're looking at this podcast, 
you are thinking about entrepreneurship, there's something inside you that you believe in something in yourself that is propelling you to do some research about entrepreneurship, about home care. So make sure you believe in yourself. And, and that belief is important um, because that belief then leads you to the next step, which would be, I don't like to say take risks. I mean, life is a risk. Everything's a risk. But I don't like taking reckless risks and risks that you put no thought to. I like to say, take that belief and then turn it into, is this a good calculated risk? Like I said, envision what this business is about. Speak to the sales folks uh, about, you know, what home care is all about and envision yourself. Can I do this? What are my skill sets? Are they good enough for getting started? And if you can check off yes to all those things, it's still a risk, but you taking, you're taking a calculated risk because I, then that leads me to my third thing. Uh, hard, uh, this, the key to, uh, to success anywhere is hard work. Uh, you're going to work hard either way. I was, if uh, that decision I made 15 years ago, I could have not taken that leap of faith and started. And I probably would have been somewhere. I probably would have been in my third company by now or fourth company and working. Uh, now, 15 years later, I'm not working and I'm okay. <laughs> um, you know, all the benefits I, ha I have received from selling just three months ago and being able to have financial peace, have peace in my life. I can choose what I want to do next. Um, all those, just because of a, of a calculator risk I took, it could have gone either way and I would have been okay either way. Um, cause you know, I'm a survivor. I'm sure the viewers here are survivors. And, and, uh, so I would say definitely just if you, if you can, if you take that, you do that true assessment of yourself and really do the research and you can check off all boxes, go for it. I mean, you're going to be okay if you work hard. So that's motivational for me. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Appreciate that. And uh, no, it's great, great information. So to as we wrap up, the fun question is, as you said, you know, you took that calculator risk and uh, achieved uh, some success, uh, quite a bit of success. What are you doing with your time now and kind of what's on the radar for uh, Michael coming up in the foreseeable future? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to know too, what's going to happen, what's going to happen in the future. Uh, Big question. I'm, just so, I'm just three months out. Uh, I did, I was able to consult the the new owner and I had a great time doing that. Just teaching all the stuff that I've learned all these years and seeing someone else start their, start their trajectory into this. Um, it, it was a wonderful experience, but uh, you know, three months later, uh, I, I have a, I have sort of like a, a a bucket list, and one of them was to do an Ironman. I, I, I've done triathlons, international distances. I did one half Ironman, but to do the full Ironman was one of those bucket lists, and I never had time. You know, I, I can never go out for a five-mile run and be, you know, I'm always thinking about the business, you know, so I just can never be calm enough to 
really train for a full Ironman. So I'm actually doing that now. I got a coach. I got all my equipment. I have workouts six days a week. Um, so when everyone goes to school in the morning, because I have two daughters, um, my job not right now is just to get on the bike shorts or <laughs> running gear on and go do my workout, hit the pool. So I'm very like happy right now, just being able to take care of myself, take care of my health, uh, clean up, you know, clutter that kind of is left always there, but you never have time to really clean up. And, and I know that eventually I'll have, uh, you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to get back into the workforce. Um, I, I'm not searching it, searching right now. Uh, I have this idea that I'll probably do it in January. So I'm just able to, with the sale of the, with the purchase, I was able to set aside some funds to just kind of sustain me and my family for a while. And it's, it's a really good feeling. So yeah, so if that January becomes February, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, I want to thank you again. I, you know, I learned a lot today. It was it was very inspirational, and um, you know, and I think this is going to be a really great resource for folks that are really, you know, getting their feet wet with. They have that dream of owning a business, and uh, this gives some gives them some good information to think over. So, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me.